Welcome into the Fireside Knicks podcast following uh, Brett. What is probably the most deflating game thus far in this early season. The Knicks lost to the Nets. They're arch rivals, 112 to 85. Bryce Gelman alongside Brett Hamfling here for Fireside Knicks. And Brett, that makes it eight straight losses to the Nets. Eight straight to the Nets, and I think 13 straight to Kevin Durant. Did you hear that? Did I get that yeah, right? I, I, I don't even want it. I, that actually hurt me because uh, 13 straight to a guy who is one of the best players in the league, but you can't squeak out one win. Listen, I don't want to make this all about Durant. That game was just deflating. I usually come on here on a win. I'm pumped up, and I'm on a lo- in a loss. I usually have a nice little spin. I'm a pretty big optimist with the Knicks, even though I shouldn't have been for the last 20 years. I usually have a nice little spin. I could point to something. That was just a shitty game. First of all, they played bad from the start. It was it never really got below 15. It was also just a boring game. Like we never made that charge. It was just I feel bad that ESPN put that game on national TV and everyone had to see that. I honestly feel bad. So first I apologize. Off, first of all, let's 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 talk about ESPN. Why does the game have to start? At 7.45, don't tell the fans that the game is going to start at 7.30 and I'm sitting there on my ass for 15 minutes waiting for the game to start. Like, get it together, ESPN. Yeah, it looks like the Knicks were sitting on their ass also. That's who you get, uh, though, for putting this <laughs> game on national television. Yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of games on national TV this year. Um, I'm not going to say yet. The worst. I'm not going to say yet to flex, flex them out, but um, this was just a bad game. It, you know, from the tip, we just didn't have the energy. There was no urgency uh, you just kind of come out just like running through the motions in a game that you you really need to win. Not, you don't need to win, but it's a, you're a five and five team. The point is to get above 500 instead of below 500. It's a big game versus the crosstown rivals, and you come out flat. Yeah, the offensive stagnation was off the charts earlier in this one. From, from the get-go, they couldn't get anything to go. The spacing was atrocious. Julius Randle could not get anything to go. I mean, realistically, no one in that starting lineup was doing anything. I think it, at one point, they, they were down 14. I mean, Randall was lighting it up. He had like two or three threes in a row. They were still down 15, 14 at that point. So, I mean, the Nets were forcing the Knicks to take these difficult shots. They weren't giving up anything on the interior. Having Jericho Sims in there, who is a complete non-factor realistically on offense when the ball isn't in the air, uh, is is tough. And, and, and that will continue to hinder them as long as Mitchell Robinson is not on the floor. But you got to do more with what you're given, and the Knicks just did not show any effort tonight. It's not it's not a matter of them missing shots. It was a matter of them not playing hard on defense, and it's the complete opposite of what we saw the other night on Monday against the Timberwolves. And that game, going into that game, I had way less confidence than I did going into this one because you play a team who has probably the most height in the league. They have a, a set a power forward who should be the center in in Cat, and then Rudy Gobert, and you're playing against. Jericho Sims, and you win that game by by double digits, and then you play a Kyrie Irvingless team with with, with Jock Vaughn, who is literally what this is his fourth game, I think, as as head coach. The first game, first, first real game, first game as head coach, yeah, first real game as the actual head coach, and the Knicks lay an absolute egg. Listen, how about this first spin zone? I said I on the spin zone. They got the new the new coach bump. You always have that little energy with the new coach I bump. Saw, yeah. I guess, yeah. guess that's what went up against. But no, back to the, the, the start. The lack of energy to start, the lack of urgency. And then there was that timeout. I forget it was probably six minutes. Probably, it was probably like five minutes left in the quarter. Knicks were probably down 10 already. 
And I tweeted that this has to 100% be a, a fresh five in there. And it wasn't. Randall was still in there. RJ was still in there. And I think Reddish was still in there. Yeah, I think just Rose and uh, Harnstein came in. And that doesn't make any sense to me. It's almost like Tibbs, who is known to you know to preach defense and hard work and to and to hustle. Like he's almost letting them off the hook for that first six minutes by keeping rent. I would say all of them, but definitely Randall because Randall's defense was he was hitting threes, but his defense was not good. Awful. He wasn't playing that hard. Terrible. So, so Tibbs leaving them in just like it doesn't make sense. It, it goes against everything that he says. He's completely gone against what has made him so successful as a head coach in the NBA, and that's hard-nosed defense. It has not been showing early in this season. This is 11 games in right now, and the Knicks, their defense is terrible. It is bottom in the league, and I understand that their pace is higher, and that's why they've been allowing more points to other teams, but the three-point defense is their by far their biggest Achilles heel, and if they can't pick that up, if they can't show at least a little bit more hustle and a better ability to rotate with the defensive switches, there's going to be an issue. And Dibs, you know, we'll get it. We'll get into this later, Brett, but Dibs, he could be on the hot seat. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, the Knicks are not going to be a top 10 offensive team. Maybe close, maybe, they, but they're not going to be a top five. Definitely not top five, not top eight. They're not going to probably not be a top 10 offensive team. It's possible to be a top 10 defensive team. And that's what they were two years ago when we made the playoffs um, and had a good season that that's really the recipe still for this same team. We're not, we don't have one of the best scorers in the league. Exactly. We don't have any, exactly. of, we don't have any of the top 20 scorers in the league. If we could be a top 10 defense and a 15, a 13 to 18th offense, that's a recipe for a solid team. Um, You're not getting that this year though, Brett, that's not happening. So get rid of that fever dream. Get rid of that offensively. Defensively, there's no chance this team could be a solid team. Get rid of that fever. Dream. I don't know why. Why not? Why, why not? You see why not? This team hasn't been able to defend a three since Reggie Bullock left the team. I mean, Evan Fournier. First off, they they banked a lot on him coming off the bench and being able to contribute as much he was doing offensively. That has not happened. He's been a bum off the bench. Jalen Brunson is a complete liability on the defensive end. As long as Jalen Brunson is in, and whatever happens. What happened to Quentin Grimes? As long as Quentin Grimes is not in that starting lineup, you're well, not okay, your fever well, dream of this team somehow being what a top three defense in the league is not I, happening. I said top ten, but listen, Grimes will be back first of all. Either way, top part. ten, top ten in this team still is might not even make the play. I'm saying defensively. Oh if yeah, the defense is top ten. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But but that but that's where you start. You got to hang your hat on defense. I, I disagree. I think it's possible for them to get better defensively. First of all, the rotations are something that should have clicked already. You don't shouldn't be a twenty game thing, but 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 it's possible. It is. It's possible. It's a 15, 20 game thing. Um, something like kicking Julius Randle, like getting through to him, playing him twenty minutes. Even RJ Barrett, who was a great defender last year, has been okay oh, this year. RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett honestly hasn't deserved to play whatever minutes he's playing, both offensively get, and defensively. Get out of fantasy land, Brett. Cam, get out Cam of Reddish is a plus defender. It, it Tom Thibodeau is jail. not listening. Listen, as long as Tom Thibodeau is coaching on the sidelines, none of this will ever happen. So there's no point. Julius Randle, no matter how poorly he's playing, will still get 30-plus minutes, sometimes 40-plus minutes a game. And no matter what Obi Toppin does, and he was, he was, he was – Pretty trash, too, off the bench. Only five points and four rebounds. A minus 19 plus minus. You went two for seven from the field. There are games when your entire team is going to be off. I get that. But when you're not showing 
intensity on both sides of the ball from the tip, that is an issue. And that is what we, we've been seeing. I mean, they're five and six. They're Statistically, before this game, they're the most mid-team in the league. I don't know if you saw that stat yes. that they were like, yes. they literally were the most mid-team in the league. And that's what you're looking at because one game they're going to have performance like this and another one they're going to have what they had the other night against Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the thing is, how do you get the good performances out? Because not just Minnesota, they had the good performance versus Philly, and I know they were missing Embiid and Harden. They barely won that game. They barely won that game. I know, but but the fight that they showed in the fourth quarter – Listen, you had a As good you should OB- when they don't have when they don't have I know, but Joel Embiid and, and James Harden. So but it's like Obi was great that game. Obi had two great games in a row, and now he's had two real shitty games in a row. So it's about getting consistency with him. Um you know, his shot looks way better than last year. That's that's a big plus for the season so sure. far. Um listen, Randall's gonna play. So if he can knock down these threes, it gives us something. Let's start with that. RJ All Barrett. Right. So you're talking about Randall. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Do you think his stat line showed that he played a good game tonight? Tonight, no. Um, I'm just looking at it. 24 points, 11 rebounds. Shot 50% from three? No, but it, like without him, we probably lose by 40 potentially. Like There was just no scoring. I mean, he was four turnovers. He leads us in turnovers every, almost every night. That's a huge issue. I mean, turnovers and lack of defense doesn't help, but – this team's missing big time scorers. And if RJ Barrett is not on, like, what was he tonight? He had a rough game. It's five for 14. Five for 14. Jalen Brunson had a rough game. He was four for 14. Like, that's Wait, a game let's, where let's, you, let's talk you, you about need this. Randall to, you need Randall to put him in some buckets. And he did. And I, and I don't, he didn't have a great game, but the Knicks might score 70 points tonight without him. Let's talk about this as well. The Knicks shot 17 for 26 from the free throw line tonight. These are intangibles. The turnovers first off, the intensity, and now the free throw shooting, that can be fixed. And that goes right to the coach, Brett. That's got to be blamed on the one guy who's running the practices, who should be telling them to practice their free throws. And you know the R.J. Barrett free throws? R.J. is four for eight tonight. I know. I, I, I He's not hitting free throws. This was an issue last year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, no one shot the ball well tonight. Like, <laughs> Besides Julius Randle, which either way, listen, if you're not, if you're having an off night from the field, there's no excuse to go 17 for 26 and shoot 65% from the free throw line because bad, good free throw shooting will cancel out a terrible night from the floor. All right. So let's talk about something else here before the game. Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes was ruled available. He doesn't get any run until the fourth quarter. He plays five minutes. What do you, what do you make of that? Yeah, so this this is similar to what happened last time. He was made available versus um, I forget what game that was now, but they said he was available. Everyone was excited about it. He didn't play the whole game until it was the it was first. Blood. I think it was the first game. It was uh, Atlanta. No, no, yeah, he, it was Atlanta. Oh, it was Atlanta. He played five minutes when he was yes. yeah when he was yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't until the last two minutes of the game. I mean, the thing is, if he's healthy. He could be playing, and if he's – there's no really, like, half healthy. If he has a bad foot, like, he's not healthy, and we don't want him in because we need him for the season. Exactly, so. yeah. But if he's healthy, like – and I, I assume he is if he's available in spot situations, we need him. This team needs a gritty defender who can shoot the three, who plays hard. He plays as hard as anyone because he wants to. He wants his minutes. He's a young player who's hungry. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get to watch the post game. I don't know what Tibbs said about him. 
But listen, it's been three. He hasn't played in a, in a week now. Um, I'm hoping it's 100. percent We don't have to hear about this. But I, I don't know unless you unless you kind of know anything. I, I'm I'm gonna look that up right now. But while I do that, I'm just gonna make I'm gonna say something right now, and I'm gonna try not to get really angry about it because just a few months ago, if you remember back, we did a we did a show during the off season, and we talked about the potential Donovan Mitchell trades that could have happened, and. In most of those trades, who was the one guy the Knicks were saying was almost completely untouchable? Yeah, it's Grimes himself. So I understand if he's hurt. I get it. What is the point of ruling him available and then not playing him until the last five minutes of a game in which you cannot get anything to go on both sides of the ball? It doesn't make sense to me, Brett, to play a guy who you would not trade for the star that would help this team so much right now. And then you don't play him? Like, make it make <laughs> sense, Tom Thibodeau. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because you, if, you if you're if you hurt, you could get more hurt in five minutes. Versus, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're hurt, you don't play. And if you're not hurt, like, we need him. And we need to win games. Um, so, I, I don't know. I would love to hear what Tib said about that. Yeah, no, nothing yet. I don't think he's uh, – either he hasn't had the press conference. I mean – <laughs> this, is this, game, press this is the type of yeah, press conference yeah. where he's not saying that much. Like he's kind of just and also, growling, also, growling at the I, I, I think I think that team needed a few extra minutes of a pep talk following yeah, following that performance. So I'm gonna we're gonna keep that uh we're gonna keep checking the, the timeline to see if Thibodeau has said anything following the game. But speaking of uh Mr. Head Coach himself, can we finally say that this man is on the hot seat? I, I'm gonna go first, hundred percent. I mean he is He's playing around with every possible thing right now, and nothing is sticking. I get that that might not be the coach's fault, but it's almost like a complete its a complete deviation of what made him so successful in 2020, 2021, and then also what made this team so unsuccessful last year because he would not switch up the lineups. Now he's doing it all the time, and he can't find anything he likes. Yeah, I mean, you can only – I mean, unless it's only been a couple of days of him switching up the lineups. I mean – it's it's been, what do you mean? It's time. eleven games now. Eleven games. No, but, I have but it took absolutely him, no idea what he it wants. Took to him do. seven games to 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 budge. But um, listen, he, he, his seat is warm. I would say his seat is warm. It's, on Twitter, he's on the hot seat. Um, with the fans, on the everyone's hot seat. on the hot seat. I, everyone's on the hot seat besides Brian Dable in New York sports. <laughs> that's, that's the only true. guy, and Robert Sala. That's it. Yeah, I mean Sala probably was for like four games. Um, exactly. Listen, I I don't think this front office is the type to, to make a move mid season. Um, I, you know, I think he was their guy two years ago. Yes. Yeah. They, they look at last season, like just a crappy season and he didn't have a great season. I just, I, I see them sticking with him this year, letting him try to figure out he's kind of earned it. I don't, that might not be true. That might be like an old school way of thinking about it. Um, I, I don't know. He, listen, he's, he's changed more in the last week than he did for like two years. So, um, it might not work. Just changing the lineup doesn't necessarily work. I do like getting Fournier out of the starting lineup. Um, someone we kind of should talk about is quickly who has been good this season, but his shot hasn't, which is a big, it's a, it's really hard in the Knicks. I think he's shooting under, I know he's shooting under 30% from three. Everything else is great. If he was shooting well from this whole team's not shooting well from three. Derek Rose also is, we kind of should he's talk about a shooter. Or, he's just not, he's not a shooter. I mean, He's pulling up from three way too much. I mean, his his I mean, his ability to attack the rim has definitely 
He doesn't look right down. It's awful. It does not I don't know. Good. I think it's partly he's just like not gelling because he's not that getting that many minutes. He's not like a big part of like what we're doing, but also physically he's probably not the same. But this team's not shooting the ball well. Our best three point shooter right now is Obi Toppin. I think it's followed by Cam Reddish. But even Brunson to shoot the three better. RJ definitely shoot the three better. I don't even want to say Randall because I guess the last two days. I but, mean, yeah, uh, he's been the best whole, three point shooter on this team right now. This whole team can be a little bit better. I'm not talking crazy. Like everyone could be incrementally better. The defense gets a little better and things are pushing the right direction. That's not going to make us a contender, but everything pushing the right direction could we could compete with good teams. I don't know. And your optimism is off the charts following the worst loss that personally I've seen with my own two eyes this entire season. I don't even think it's close. It's just it's not like close. We, we, it's we, not. We, we made the run that we every almost every NBA game has a run at this point because the threes and everything. Our run was like a baby run pushing it to fifteen, and then yeah, and we, it. And it was, and we missed eight or nine straight shots after that. It's just so demoralizing, especially for fans like us who sit on a podcast once or twice a week trying to watch this team and trying to decipher exactly what we saw even though it's pretty easy to tell exactly what happened and brett you got anything to add on this one nope my last thing is i just saw a tweet that Jalen brunson said it's not okay they played harder than us and um <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good take right there uh it's not that complicated he's not being that analytical it's uh i think that's pretty easy to see that they, they and, and I hope someone like Jalen Brunson, because, you know, Randall might not be the guy. You know, I don't know. RJ might not be the guy. I hope Brunson is someone where when the Knicks are struggling, he can be that guy in the locker room and on the court. Um, and we'll see. Because, you know, he's cooled off the last couple of games. And he's someone that the Knicks, Knicks kind of need him to be our best player. Um, the, with the way RJ shooting right now, with Randall's lack turnovers and, and lack of defense, Brunson really needs to step up, and he's been he's been there yeah. mostly. But it, I, if his shooting takes it's another a, level, I like to see some more leadership. It's almost like every player on this team is adding something negatively. Like if you go down the line, every single one of these guys is doing something wrong on a daily basis that is hog tying this team in terms of winning games. And it's not like it's like a, you know a game to game basis. RJ has been terrible from the field. I mean, I understand he had like a a, a few games where he at least looked somewhat back to form but to start the season how he was playing how randall was playing i mean they, they, these guys got to pick it up or else you got you're gonna have people calling for firings and that's just how it works here in the in, in new york well the last thing i'll say is they do have a relatively easy schedule coming up detroit on friday they have to get that home versus detroit then home versus okc then in Utah, and I know the Jazz are Utah kind of amazing. Right the Jazz are kind of great, but that's a game you can win also. But because uh, then it gets well, a little hard, I don't even want to talk about. It. Then it's Denver, Golden yeah. State, Phoenix. They got to win two or three of these next three games. Well, Brett, we'll see how that goes. As of right now, it's it's not looking too good. But let's uh, hope for the best going forward for Bryce Gelman. He's Brett Hampling. We will see you next time here on Fireside Knicks.